Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Dewan, and joining me this segment is Don Ryling from Olympic Hot Tub and Christina Getz from Artists Trust. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Don, Christina, first of all, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, Don, I want to start with you really quick. So um, at Olympic Hot Tub, I know a couple times a year you like to team up with charities and you get the Founders Days coming up. I, I need to know, why is it so important for you that you get to work with charities? And specifically, why have you decided to team up with Artists Trust this year? Sure. Um, well, for, for me, um, I, I took over Olympic about seven years ago. I worked here for 21 years before that. And um, one of the things that I really wanted to do was raise our philanthropic profile as a company. And I came up with this founders event, which is designed to honor Alice and Blair, who were the co-founders of Olympic. And they were always really passionate about the arts and homelessness, helping to end that and to help end hunger. So we choose a charity that's around one of those three efforts every year for our founders event. And this year I chose Artist Trust. So what is it to you about the arts that you think is so important that choosing Artist Trust was, uh, other than, you know, honoring a legacy, why is it important to you? Sure. Um, well, you know, I mean, I personally am part of the arts community. I sing in the Seattle Men's Chorus. I've done that since 1987, so I'm very old. Um, but, um, you know, I just really think that the, that the arts are so critical in our region, and it's part of the lifeblood of our society. I love the idea of what we sell to customers, helping with their health and well-being. And to me, health and well-being is so much part of what we get from the arts when we go to a performance, hear music, see art, take that in. I think it's so critical. And, you know, after the pandemic, it seems like the arts in general and artists have had a lot more struggle than a lot of the other parts of our society into getting back to normal. Um, so that's why it felt like it was a really important thing for us to do. Yeah, I have had the chance to speak to a lot of organizations that deal with helping out in the arts communities, and I feel like that's an incredibly true statement, especially post-pandemic. Christina, uh, tell me about Artists Trust, just kind of like a top-down view. What's the mission of Artists Trust? What do you do? Sure. So Artists Trust supports the livelihoods of artists working in all disciplines to create a more vibrant and equitable Washington state. Um, that's our mission. We are a nonprofit organization founded in 1986, um, and we really work to support artists in many different ways. We're primarily known as a funder of artists. So we take the funds donated to us, um, like through this campaign with Olympic Hot Tub, and we turn that, that money into dollars that go directly to artists of any discipline working in Washington State in the form of unrestricted grants. So artists can use that funding for anything that they need to move their work forward. It could be anything from, you know, buying something to produce work to catching up on credit card debt um, so that they can be more financially secure to paying rent, mortgage, uh, their health insurance, anything that an artist needs, they can use uh, that funding for. And then another way we support artists is through professional development. So we offer programs that support uh Art, the career side of an artist's practice. Um, so it might mean classes on uh, tax preparation, business licensing, contract, uh, how to use social media and digital marketing for your practice. We really lean in with artists also to kind of learn what 
what they need to learn about. And one thing we've heard most recently is artists really needing assistance with financial planning um, and areas like that, how to how to become crisis proof uh, in their creative practice. Because, you know, artists at their core are really small business owners um, and have been who have been deeply affected by the pandemic. I don't think it's a thing that the, that a lot of people in the creative communities think about is is how to you know self promote, how to run a business plan, and that you essentially are your own business. I was talking to Don actually before we got started that as long as I've been alive, uh, it feels like every year I see funding cut for arts programs and and it you know just less and less and less, and with funding cuts comes less opportunity, uh, less knowledge about. Why do you see this as such a problem um, from your end? And tell me a little bit about how arts programs actually benefit communities. So, you know, one thing I want to say, I'm really applauding Olympic Hot Tub is the cover article of Philanthropy Magazine this month is about the, basically what happened to local corporate philanthropy um, and not just for the arts, but across nonprofits, um, what happened a lot. And so I think that is getting a lot more rare. Um, companies not investing in the local community the same way. And, you know, we've seen, I, I think first, a lot of companies cutting their programming programming for uh, arts and culture. Um, that is definitely affected everyone and certainly affected artists. I would say that that's probably for a couple of reasons, but maybe not what you would think. Um, definitely one of the reasons is that there's a high need in all kinds of communities right now. And there can be a sense that arts are a value add and not essential to the fabric of our communities. I wouldn't agree with that. And I don't think Don agrees with that either. And I think that's why uh, he's making such a statement with this financial support. Um, and we're so grateful for that. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with Funds being cut, uh, philanthropic dollars being cut across um, for in every sector, and a lot of times it has to do with um, you know companies reorganizing uh, their marketing dollars and putting that in a in a different capacity or um, you know doing social marketing. Um, so I think you know you're seeing a real shift in philanthropy in Washington State and also nationwide, and I think the that arts organizations are really on the front lines of that. And I think artists are, you know, even before arts organizations are, are getting hit super hard because although artists aren't receiving um, philanthropic dollars, you know, artists are oftentimes employed by the institu institutions who are getting their funding cut and might be among the first to lose work. So without philanthropic efforts there's really a lack of dollars uh that are heading into these programs why why is it that you see um arts i mean aside from the fact that you believe that art is incredibly important and i'm going to agree with that statement um why put the money into it what do you see going most underserved in the arts communities and how do those things get rectified um i think for, you know from our perspective Funding for individual artists is probably one of the top uh, areas of need in the arts community. Uh, we are one of the only nonprofit organizations in the country, um, and we're the only nonprofit organization in Washington State that provides the kind of support for individual artists um, that we provide, that is funding and professional development. There are some local communities, like Ford, Ford Culture does such a wonderful job here in King County, offering grants to organizations and also individual artists. 
But when you're looking outside of uh, King County or Puget Sound, those opportunities for artists to get support are very scarce. Um, and I think, you know, if you were to research just the dollars alone that the arts contributes to our local economy, um, you know, you can see just how important the creative sector is. And artists are really the leaders of that sector. And I think that, um, you know, just like we're seeing other people who are gig economy workers and contract workers um, have be on unsure footing right now, you know, our artists are part of that as well. So, you know, we are intersecting with healthcare needs for artists. We're intersecting with um, employment, unemployment, you know, unemployment needs for artists as contract workers. So it really intersects. I feel that the work that Artist Trust does really intersects with um, the arts as well as economic justice uh, for artists um, across Washington state. Yeah. Now, so when we hear a lot of like, put your money in, uh, you know, uh, donate your time, donate your resources, uh, like what Don is doing. Um, it's nice sometimes to hear how that has actually affected the community. Like, do you have any examples on either side, either one of you, success stories that you've seen where where money has come in or resources have come in and allowed someone or groups to flourish? And what does that look like? Um, I think, you know, from our perspective, so I think there's there's also a lot of ways for community members to support artists directly. Um, and so you can support artists by supporting artists trust. And, you know, we will give grants and offer classes for artists. But I think also asking our community to go out and um, buy, you know, if you're buying art for your home, you don't need to buy it at Ikea. Um, you can get uh, art that you love from an artist who's showing at a local cafe, or you can learn to uh, purchase from galleries, which are incredibly affordable. So much Washington State has incredible music and performing art scenes that people can very accessibly get involved in, um, you know, and, and buy it, buy a ticket or buy merchandise uh, directly from an artist. And I think there are a lot of success stories there. In terms of what we do, um, I can say that these last few years, we've worked really hard to maintain and increase our funding for artists because even though things are, you know, we are affected by the same funding constraints that other arts nonprofits are, we're also a funder. And so we want to be able to maintain or increase that funding for artists at this critical time, regardless of what is happening um, with us. Uh, we recently were able to create a new partnership uh, called the Endurance Awards, mm. which is an emergency-based grant for artists. Um, so we partnered with our board of trustees and a national organization called Surf Plus to create $100,000 in new emergency support for artists who are experiencing some kind of financial crisis. Um, and we are about to uh, put that $100,000 out into the community in just about a couple of weeks. We're uh, in the back end doing that paperwork right now, um, getting everything ready for the artists to receive funding. And we, ca I can't tell you how many people we hear uh, how much that funding has helped them at a critical moment, uh, be able to recover and continue their career as an artist. I, I don't doubt that at all. On top of all that though, I did, I went to your website and I was actually a little blown away by how many different things you offer. You've got resources, you've got an opportunities page, you've got grants, you've got a membership. Can you talk to me about these programs, uh, what they do and why they're so important to help keeping the, the arts community thriving? 
Sure. So for artists, um, you can go to our website, which is artisttrust.org. And uh, there is a tab that says for artists with a drop down, and that has all different kinds of areas. So the resources that you mentioned, that includes arts calls, um, job opportunities across Washington state and even nationally, um, you know, opportunities for discounted health care. So there's all kinds of resources there um, that are accessed by thousands of artists each year. If you go to our grants tab, you can see um, the current grant cycle that we're in and if there is an open application. Right now there is. Um, and if there's an artist listening, we would love for you to consider applying for our fellowship award. That is a $10,000 award uh, available to an artist of any discipline. Um, and that has a deadline of November 6th. So there's still some time uh, to get an application and to receive that $10,000 award. And that will be given out um, early next year. Uh, there's also areas where you can look and see, you know, what events we have coming up. We usually have classes and workshops. Uh, right now we have a class uh, coming up tomorrow called Altars of Creativity, Maintaining a Sacred Relationship with Your Arts Practice. Um, and another one coming up on the 12th, uh, a five-week workshop series called Finding Your Creative Voice. A lot of times we partner with artists themselves who work to teach these kinds of classes. But there's uh, there's many other things that are um, you can see coming up on our website. We also have a professional team of folks who work as uh, arts counselors and advisors. And um, there's different opportunities to make individual one-on-one -on -one appointments with someone from our team to talk through your grant application or other things that are concerning you um, about your work right now and in terms of professional practice. So if you're applying for a show or applying for a grant, uh, that's a time to use our staff as a sounding board and get uh, advice directly from them. So there's a lot of different resources that we offer. Yeah, which is fantastic. I mean, seriously, I, I was like, there's a litany of different things available on, on your guys' site that you do and you help out with, which is extremely commendable. Now, that being said, probably the most prominently featured thing on the website that I noticed over and over again is you talk about racial equality in the arts community. Why is that so important to you and in the arts community? Um, so I think that when we looked historically, uh, beginning, we really began to look at racial equity at our organization in 2015. Although if you look at the history, it it's come up in different ways over the whole trajectory of our, of our organization. Um, but really recognizing that, uh, oftentimes, um, people of color, especially people, people who are black, um, and indigenous have really been left out of uh, artists funding opportunities and many funding opportunities, uh, systemic racism that affects people in so many different ways, uh, from housing to healthcare access, uh, to employment access has also affected, um, our, and kept certain artists out of our cultural narrative in Washington state. Um, and so that's something that we've worked really hard to do. Uh, through many different ways um, where we offer some intentional funding programs, like we have a fellowship that was created in partnership with gallerist Greg Kucera, um and his longtime partner, Larry Yoakum, that is specifically for Black artists. And it is a permanently endowed fellowship, which means it will be here forever. So it was really exciting to create um, that partnership. And we work really hard to, to make intentional relationships with tribal communities, um, with art, different 
uh, communities so that we can make sure that they're among the first to hear about the opportunities that we offer. Uh, a lot of times, the folks who are closest in proximity will hear about opportunities first, and then that just perpetuates a cycle of keeping people from marginalized communities, people who are, um, you know, BIPOC out of hearing about opportunities and also maybe not seeing themselves in uh, the opportunities. Also, something we've worked really hard to do is uh, make it really clear that the kind of funding opportunities that we offer, the kinds of classes that we offer, those are for everyone. They are for, um, you know, artists from all backgrounds, from all communities, uh, from all stages of career and really working hard to to uh, make sure that we're including folks like that. Uh, we've also done a lot of work internally on our team um, to make uh, our workplace a place where uh, BIPOC folks on staff can thrive as well as, you know, wanting artists in the community to thrive. Yeah, it. I mean, I think we sometimes take for granted how much representation matters. So uh, giving people opportunities to be seen, to be heard, and make sure that equal representation is happening is amazing. Um, now, aside from having wonderful folks like Don willing to give of themselves and the businesses that they run, uh, how can people help out? What do you need as far as volunteerism, donations? What What are you looking for? Uh, we would love for folks to follow us on social media and share our open ca our calls for um, for grant applications uh, and really spread the word about our work. I feel like we are the best kept secret in Washington State, and we really shouldn't be a secret. We really want artists to see us and know that we're here as a resource. Uh, we are almost a hundred percent funded by uh, donations from individuals foundations, corporations. So of course, we are always looking for that kind of support. Um, in terms of volunteering, uh, sometimes we do work with experts from the community who are um, have backgrounds in, you know, financial planning, um, or other areas where we can connect them with artists. Uh, so artists can benefit from uh, some of that expertise. Um, and we also have an event coming up uh, in the spring. Uh, it's our annual fundraising auction where we typically use quite a few volunteers. And you can see all of those opportunities on our website. Um, and you can also donate on our website at www.artisttrust.org slash donate. Which is great. And so, first of all, uh, you're right. If you're a best kept secret, then uh, Don is ruining that for you. Don, I appreciate you putting the spotlight onto this great organization and everything that you're doing with Olympic Hot Tub to help uh, put money in their pockets and and help out with artists. Uh, before I let you guys go, is there any any um, any last thing you would want people listening to know about Artist Trust or, or the work that's being done? Um, I just want to say the work that Olympic Hot Tub is doing by uh, creating these philanthropic partnerships every year or sometimes more than once a year, absolutely incredible. Um, I would love it if more companies would follow suit, not just to support Artist Trust, but to support so many different organizations in our community that are doing uh, good work. And to have a light uh, shone on us in this way uh, at this at this time feels really important and in incredible. And we're grateful for that. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to volunteer you guys both for things. Uh, Don, if there's other business owners out there that are like, what is it? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Well, you're running a business. How do we get involved? Uh, can they reach out to you to get an idea of, of why you're doing the philanthropic things that you're doing um, and you give them a little bit of advice? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to share what we've done. And I'm, I love talking to people about 
idea stuff and marketing and philanthropic stuff. It's it's part of my passion, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, I think that health and well-being is so much part of our communities and how we give back to our communities really helps sustain that kind of well-being. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about that anytime. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be very difficult. You know, we, we just donate a portion of every sale that we have this month to a pot to donate to the charity that we choose. And it doesn't have to be some big unwieldy thing. The simpler it is, the smarter and more effective it is, I think. So I think that's been why we've been doing this for seven years now. And we've had some really good success with it. Yeah. I think sometimes people, you know, overwhelm the idea with the execution. And as long as you're doing something, then you're making a good in your community. And I commend you for that. Um, Guys, I really appreciate the time you've spent with me today to let us know what's going on and and uh, all the good work that's being done. Thank you, Doug. It was our pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate the time. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. And great to see you for a moment on Zoom, Don. <laughs> you too. Okay. And thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs program of this station.